Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, we are going to continue our discussion with Adam Finkenhofer, General Manager of the 84 Lumber Component Facility in Oxford, Georgia. On this episode, we are going to discuss 84 Lumber's approach to maximizing equipment output through the use of a Centralized Maintenance Management System, or CMMS. Adam, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on here, Sean. Okay. So we talked about the topic of CMMS during an education session at BCMC this last September. You served on a panel with a few other component manufacturers that use these software systems. But in case our listener isn't familiar with it, can you describe what CMMS is and what the software 84 Lumber uses? So CMMS is a process and a system that helps companies, uh, not just within 84, but, you know, manufacturing facilities of all varieties, maintain their assets and take care of their assets to the best of their abilities. And at 84, we use a system called HIPPO uh, that is used unilaterally across our entire components division. So every location uses the same software for that management system. Okay. So what does this software actually do? So HIPPO helps us track all of our assets. And when I say assets, I I talk about equipment that gets used day in and day out. Uh, You know, saws, tables, presses, gantries, forklift, computers, whatever it is that is out inside the production facility that helps us produce our product and produce it efficiently. This system and software, it's very good at tracking uh, maintenance needs, uh, maintenance requirements. When I say maintenance, I should say the the preventative maintenance. So there's a a history of what preventative maintenance is done. And then it tells you what what maintenance needs to be done to the equipment. Uh, So it's a checklist you can go through to make sure that you're your equipment is being maintained. It's also a notification system to make sure that you're keeping your equipment maintained. Does the software also allow you to like, let's say somebody's working on a line and they see something that's not working quite right. Can they enter something like a request, a maintenance request into the system to get it taken care of? Uh, that's correct. Um, it, depending on the system and the, the softwares that you're using, I, I know there's some out there that allows Anybody and everybody out in the shop to place a work order, uh, they can just scan some sort of barcode or QR code that's on that equipment and then put in their work order. Uh, ours is you have to have a, a username to be able to do that. So our associates have to find a, a supervisor inside their department and tell them, you know, what, what is wrong with this piece of equipment? The supervisor can come over scan that QR code and put in a work order that will alert maintenance to whatever the, the issue may be. You know, it could be a, a blades getting dull. There's vibrations that just don't sound right. A leak in the airline, whatever it may be, there's nothing too big or too small that 
could go into those work orders. And would you say that like, the advantage of this, again, the, the name sort of speaks itself, but it's like then all of this maintenance data is all going into one program, right? One file. And so the people who are in charge of maintenance have one place to go to keep track of it all and stay on top of it all. They, 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 I mean, I would assume that creates some sort of schedule for them. So they sort of have, a, as you said, a checklist, a to-do list every day when they come in of like, here's the stuff I got to do that's preventative. And here are the orders that have come in that I got to take care of, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And it also keeps that history like you were talking about. So, you know, if we're looking at piece of equipment A and we see, crap, we're having to replace this motor every three to four months. Is that a fault in the equipment? Is that a fault in how we're utilizing that piece of equipment. Uh, so it, it gives us the ability to go back and look at the history to make sure that we're also using the equipment and assets to their their best abilities that help us gain the maximum efficiencies. Now, you have the benefit of working at the same facility before and after implementing this HIPPO system, the CMMS system through 84 <laughs> Lumber. Give us a sense for you know, what do you think were some of the biggest challenges or more significant challenges in implementing this system across your company? I would say probably the biggest challenges that we had were getting people used to new routines. Um, you know, every every location, to my knowledge, prior to Hippo, kind of had their own system of was it just a raise your hand and let maintenance come look at it right then and there? Was it a you know lock it out, tag it out till maintenance can look at it? Was it a something happened and you slapped a sticky note on it? What, whatever that system may be. So getting us on a centralized system, I think was, if I had to guess, would probably be the biggest holdup that we had as a company. I believe we had very good buy-in from all the, all the locations, um, all the maintenance guys. They, you know, they, they had to learn a new technology. Uh, some may not have been technologically apt, but everybody adjusted and they've been able to see the benefits from the, the HIPPO system. I would imagine for your maintenance guys, I mean, that did take a certain amount of training, communication. You know, not everybody probably was immediately completely on board. You know, do you remember like, you know, what you guys had to do to sort of bring everybody along? You know, I, I think there's always more than one way to skin a cat, so to speak. But what our philosophy was at my location was we wanted to make sure that the maintenance team knew that this wasn't necessarily going to be a tool that told them how and when to do their jobs, but it was also going to be a tool and an opportunity for them to show how good they were at their jobs. Uh, so once mm -hmm. we got that point across, we were able to look back and see, you know, how, what was the average time of a work order being open before completed? Uh, were, were the PMs getting completed on time? So, you know, it's human nature that Anything that can make your performance stand out from anybody else is uh, that's what you're going to strive for. So that was my selling point to our maintenance team of, you know, this, this is how we can actually track and have hard data of, you know, the maintenance team's performance. And that, that was where we received the buy-in at. So, you know, 84 Lumber and several other CMs have implemented uh, a CMMS approach so there, there must be something to it. I'm curious. I mean, there, there are the advantages that you just said of uh, having data 
that allows your maintenance team to sort of track their performance. And that's a good thing. But overall, for the for the benefit of the the company, like what what do you see are some of the main benefits of having that CMMS in place, particularly as it pertains to sort of your production output, that kind of thing? For me, and I would assume probably ninety nine percent of the other uh, users of any type of software in this field would be uptime. Uh, we we have seen a drastic increase in our uptime from prior to post Hippo. And again, it's also like I was mentioning that accountability system is PMs are getting done on time. Uh, we're able to look into the future to schedule PMs. So we're not having to unexpectedly take a, a piece of equipment offline to complete the PM. Uh, a PM is a preventative maintenance, right? Correct. Yes. Right. Really just making sure that the equipment is constantly staying in not only working order, but the number one important factor for us is uh, working in a safe manner as well. Uh, the equipment we deal with is is very dangerous. Um, so we want to make sure that all you know safety checks are working and in place, uh, emergency stops, you know, blades are tight, you know, wh- whatever it may be on any piece of equipment that it is not only in a optimum capacity for efficiency, but also an optimum capacity to keep each and every associate safe. You know, it strikes me that not only can you stay on top of your preventative maintenance and stay on top of your maintenance requests and all that kind of stuff, but this communication vehicle also allows your maintenance team to be in constant communication with your production team to make sure that like, you know, they don't just show up and shut your machine down when your production line needs to be getting a job out, right? They're, they're able to communicate expectations and when certain pieces of machinery are going to go down for for preventative maintenance, right? That's correct. Yeah. And it's also, I would say the intangibles of the the software is it's grown the relationships between the production and maintenance staff, as well as all the production associates on the floor. You know, at times before this system, and I think it's, you know, kind of universal at every trust plane at some point or another, that it's it's the whole facility versus maintenance mm. at times. You know, this is maintenance's fault. That's maintenance's fault. Um, you know, the, the Sawyer did this, the builder did that. And having that transparency where they can, you know, jump on an issue right away or, you know, be able to provide more training in a certain department as a way to take care of that equipment, uh, wh- whatever the steps may be. But it, it's definitely led to better relationships so when there is that job that needs to go out production and maintenance or you know they're three four days ahead of it of hey i can't shut it down this day give me another 12 hours and then we can shut it down or all right we're gonna need to shift a to b b to c whatever it may be but it it gives us that transparency into the schedule and how we need to need to operate you brought up uh, an interesting point that like if you have a piece of machinery that is regularly encountering some sort of maintenance issue, you know, a motor keeps on burning out, a gear keeps on stripping, whatever it is, a belt keeps on breaking. And I would imagine before CMMS, it would be easy for the production line to just blame maintenance for doing a shoddy job of fixing a piece of equipment, right? Mm-hmm. But if that data keeps on telling you that it's the same thing over and over again, 
there is this opportunity to take a step back and be like, wait, is there something else going on here? You know, it's it's clearly not a maintenance issue. It's a use issue or it's a, you know, sometimes it's just a, an issue with a part, right? Right. And that's the other beautiful thing about the, the CMMS system is several years ago, and I'll even say maybe a couple decades ago, that when equipment kept having issues, there were there were so few people that were in this industry and lifers in this industry that everything they did was based off gut instincts, gut reactions, you know, what they could only see or feel on the surface level. But the CMMS system allows us to dive a whole lot deeper into that. So we can, you know, if, if that gearbox keeps burning up or the chains keep breaking, why do they keep breaking? And it gives us the ability to go back and look at the, you know, the, the design files of what that piece of equipment was working on at that point in time. And we can see, well, you know, this degree angle of cut has happened around this time of when said piece of equipment went down. So it, it gives us the ability to look back and really it'll give us one of two options of either A, we need to utilize this equipment or asset differently. Uh, we need to redirect this particular process to another asset or B, there's a fault in this machine and we need to get with the manufacturer to, to see if we can't find a resolution. And that's something you just, you couldn't have done without the data 10 years ago, right? Right. Uh, you know, previous to that, it's always, you know, a gut instinct. It's he said, she said, because that data tracking wasn't there. That's an exciting part from this, the industry in general, though, is the CMMS systems. It's almost like analytics and baseball. Um, it, it really gives you the ability to see the full, full scale of data. Yeah. Well, and to that point, it allows you to start, start becoming a little bit more accurate in your predictive ability for what's going to happen in the future, right? Right. And it, indirectly, it will give you the ability to decide on you know, your, your next equipment purchases, what it's going to be your next capital expenditures. Was the equipment that you currently have in your shop the best equipment for your type of work? It gives you the ability to, to look at it from all angles as well. And it potentially could help you with the growth of your operations to making sure you're, you have the right equipment and assets for your size and scale of work. Okay. So Adam, if a listener is intrigued by what you've shared today, what advice would you give them on where they should start? Best advice I could give somebody is, you know, do your research. There's so many different avenues and platforms out there that you can use to have this type of program within, within your facility. So I would say do your research to see what's out there, but also talk to your team, talk to your supervisors, your maintenance guys, your sawyers, your builders, get the feel out there of what are their pain points? What do they feel like they're missing? And then try and tailor that program towards that. Um, but you know, there, people are always welcome to reach out and ask questions at, at any point in time as well. It's one beautiful thing about this industry is, uh, People are always willing to lend a helping hand because it generally leads to a healthier industry. Amen. Well, Adam, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. It was great to be back. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. 
That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com. Thank you.